Hi, I'm Dr. Taryn McCarthy, business owner, orthodontist, motivational speaker, and mom. After 20 years of striving for success in business, I'm starting the conversation about the business of happiness. True success in life is realized when we achieve inner fulfillment. Join me in the conversation with business leaders and entrepreneurs looking to reignite their passions and redefine success. Welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and this is just an exciting week as we head towards Valentine's Day. It is midwinter here in Maine. We just had a beautiful storm here last weekend, and the whole world is coated in this beautiful fresh white snow, and the sun is just brilliant today. It is just incredibly beautiful out there. My husband was saying it's like looking out over a sea of diamonds as the snow is glittering. If any of my listeners haven't seen that beautiful fresh fallen snow, I wish it for you one day because it's it is spectacular. And today is going to be such a great day here on the Business of Happiness Hive because we are speaking today about self-love. With Valentine's Day around the corner, love is in the air, and the most important of those love bubbles floating and popping and bursting all over is that of self-love. So this is just going to be a great conversation, and I welcome you to it. And I thank you so much for joining me on the last episode where we spoke to Sandy Wozniki, who is a stress and anxiety coach here in Maine, phenomenally talented, wonderful, wonderful human being, and really gave us some great insight into stress and anxiety and how to cope with it in this busy climate of ours. And next week, (laughs) you won't believe this, but we're going to be talking to a money master, a money mindset master. Her name is Mary Teresa Tringali, and she's going to tell us why you may not be making as much money as you should and how you can change it with your mindset. So it's going to be a powerful episode. Please join us for that. You know, before we move on today to self-love, I have to give a huge shout out to our latest and newest Beehive members. These are the members who have joined us over on our private Facebook group, which is just growing so beautifully. So if you're interested in joining us on the private Facebook group, it's the Business of Happiness Hive. And on that Facebook page, on that Facebook group, we share all kinds of insights and support for one another in terms of empowerment and how to find happiness in business and in life. And We continue the conversation that we have here on the podcast over on the Business of Happiness Hive with further details or shout outs or specific notes or mentions that we make reference to in the podcast. So definitely check us out there. I want to welcome our newest Beehive members because this is one of the perks of being a Beehive member. You get your name mentioned on the podcast, which 
is out there in perpetuity, in perpetuity. So super cool <laughs> to have your name mentioned on the airwaves. So welcome, Erin. Welcome, Nicole and Jean, Indy, Dawn, Diana, Pamela, Kayla, Teresa, Andrea, Marlies, Molly, Michelle, Stephanie, Katya, Barbara, Hannah, Gretchen, Erin, and Rebecca. Welcome to The Hive. We're so happy to have you. And what a great week to join when we're talking about self-love. When was the last time you declared love for yourself? Really? I mean, I think more often we tell ourselves what we don't like about ourselves. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? That's become something that we do so often. We beat ourselves up all the time. You know, there's a certain amount of achievement that you can get from negative encouragement. I guess that's an oxymoron. From negative reinforcement, you know, telling yourself that if you don't do better, this is going to happen or berating yourself or thinking that when you tell yourself negative words or threaten yourself that you'll do better. And to a certain extent, some behaviors can change that way. But as so many of you know, you get so much further when you can give yourself or anyone positive reinforcement. It's that positive encouragement and support and just relying on yourself to be your own cheerleader that will get you so much further. Alan Cohen wrote, to love yourself right now, just as you are, is to give yourself heaven. Don't wait until you die. If you wait, you die right now. If you love yourself, you live right now. I mean, that's pretty heavy, but it's very true. So much of what we do is seeking for love and support and validation outside of ourselves. And the truth is that we can find so much more right within ourselves. You know, a couple of months ago now, I posted something on Facebook and Instagram that said, when you know that there's something you need, give it away. When there's something you want, give it away. And what I meant by that is, when you know you need love, when you look at yourself and you think, gee, I just really need some love right now, or I really could use a good friend, when you can identify that, you can give that, you can find that within yourself and give it to someone else and the reward is enormous. But there's a secret, secret power in it as well. Let's take friendship, for example. When you recognize, you know, I really could use a good friend today. And you think, gosh, I wish a friend would contact me. I wish someone would just reach out to me. The powerful position that you can take is reach out to be a good friend to someone else. 
So if you wake up in the morning and think, oh, I just need someone to tell me that they're there for me. Literally, and this is the magic behind having our phones always at the ready. Literally pick up your phone and just text a friend. It takes 10 seconds and say, hey there, just wanted to let you know I'm always there for you and I hope you're having a great day. What is it that you wish you could hear in that moment? Give it away. Give it to someone else. Now here's what happens when you do that little trick, that little mindset shift actually reminds you of the power you have within you. Because we wouldn't do that for someone else if we didn't think it was actually supporting them and giving them something. You know, this concept of always doing for someone else and never doing for yourself has some power to it in that it does give your ego an idea that what you do, what you say, how you feel has value. When you reach out to a friend and you say, look, I'm here for you, you mean it. And you know that that has value. You know your friend can find support and encouragement and confidence in your friendship. Well, then you can use that new understanding about the power within you to support yourself. So even though we don't always do the second step, just by giving it to someone else, there's a little bit inside of our brains that reminds us, that tells us, yes, you have something of value to give. The powerful part is now when you can take the second step and turn that around and give it to yourself. I'm here for you. You can count on me. I'll be here as your encouragement always. Oh, imagine a friend said that to you. Why don't we say it to ourselves? To fall in love with yourself is the first secret of happiness. That was the late, great British actor Robert Morley who said that. Can you imagine that? To fall in love with yourself is the first secret to happiness. It's interesting, on, on almost every interview, you hear me ask those last three questions, and one of them is, what is your definition of happiness? I think I might start considering that as a part of mine. You know, I think falling in love with yourself is a huge part of achieving and feeling the fulfillment of happiness. Because happiness isn't screaming on mountaintops every day, you know. Happiness isn't finding miraculous fireworks in every moment. That's not real life. But I think happiness can be found in just the acceptance, self-acceptance. Because nobody else knows you the way that you do. So when you can fully accept yourself the way you are right now, and I am not saying don't try to always be better, don't reach for growth. That's a huge value of mine is consistently growing and achieving even greater things, reaching even higher, learning more, understanding more, impacting more people brightening other people's lives to a greater extent. You know, I don't want to just 
accept where I am and be stagnant right here. No, but I want to love myself where I am right here. That is the secret. I was listening to this great podcast by Gabby Bernstein, and she was referencing the psychologist Dan Signal when she was talking about relationships. And this is a a concept in psychology that was brought up many years actually by John Balby and Mary Ainsworth made it popular in the 60s and 70s. And what it is, it's about attachment. So looking at relationships in terms of attachment styles. And the theory relates back to what we learned as children. So depending on how you were raised, whether you were raised in a single parent family or with two parents or even by a grandparent or somebody outside of your immediate family, you developed a certain understanding or comfort with an attachment style. And that's what this theory is based on. And they talk about secure and insecure attachments based on how people related to you and understood you as a child. And what created secure attachments that then are realized in adult relationships is based on three things. Did you feel safe? Was there a form of soothing when you needed it? And were you seen? So safety, soothing, and being seen. And depending on how your caretakers or the person who loved you or your guardian at a very young age engaged with you in those three ways is how you developed either a secure or an insecure attachment style. And there's some subcategories there as well. And very clearly reflects in how we relate to others in adult relationships. And I highly encourage you, if this sounds fascinating to you, to please look it up. It really is. It's really interesting to understand and learn more about anxious attachment styles, dismissive attachment styles, or fearful attachment styles, and see how perhaps the way people related to you might be why or how you see the same or similar patterns in your relationships today. But we're not going to get much into that today. What I really want to focus on is those three S's that affect and can lead to a secure attachment relationship, which really is the most stable one, the most empowering one. And based on those three S's, safety, soothing, and being seen. And by that third one, what I mean is recognizing your needs, your values. So in a child throwing a tantrum, can you see what's under that tantrum? Is there some fear there? Is there some anxiety there? Is there some hunger, misunderstanding? Sometimes we recognize a behavior inaccurately, and we think children are manipulative or trying to get their way, but really, can we see what's underneath it? So were you seen, even if your actions were not showing the truth behind it? The reason why I bring these up today is because I would love for you to recognize and understand in yourself 
if you can have a secure relationship with yourself. And as I'm talking about this today, the answer might be no. I mean, for me, for a very long time, the answer was no. Are you safe with yourself? Are you soothed by yourself? Are you seen by yourself? I mean, I'm definitely still working on a few of these in my own heart and in my own head. But for a long time, I was not the most soothing person in my world. By far. By far. I used to think that if I would punish and berate myself, I could push myself further. You know, in society, we, we often play up this theory of pushing yourself harder, sacrificing, work harder. You know, how do we motivate ourselves? How do we force ourselves to do something that doesn't feel natural? And I think many of us f- think about that in terms of punishment, in terms of threatening ourselves. Oh, you know, look at you, you're so fat, you know, can you believe it? No, can't believe you're still eating. You know, this kind of negative language that we hear inside our heads, the very opposite of soothing. And just understanding that to create a secure relationship with yourself requires those three fundamental things, and one of them is soothing. If you are in pain, if you are in fear, if you are just in grief, can you come to yourself for some self-soothing? I think that should be the better understanding and definition of self-care. Self-care can be misunderstood in terms of its definition to mean, you know, purchasing products or purchasing um, massages or weekends away. And yes, all of those can be so vital, but what is it at the very core of it that you're looking for? It's not the material thing. It's not the external validation. It's really the internal self-soothing that we need. That's the very central part of self-care. So I ask you again, you know, do you feel soothed by yourself? Can you find that self-love for yourself? Can you feel secure and safe with yourself? Or are you the one person that's going to be critical of every movement and every thought and every misstep And do you feel seen by yourself? Do you even understand yourself? Or are you looking at yourself through the lens of someone else's glasses? Maybe a pair of glasses that nobody even wears. It's just one that you've created in your perception of what society thinks of you. You know, when you blame yourself for things... You walk around with this big sign that says, I'm to blame, I'm to blame. And then we wonder why people blame us because we take on this persona of being the one that needs to be blamed for everything. It's the law of attraction. If I blame myself for everything, how can I be surprised when someone else thinks that I'm to blame? Oh, but how powerful 
if we love ourselves? What if we could do that? What if we could love ourselves enough that it looks like a big sign on our chest that says, I'm worthy of love? How powerful that attraction would be to welcome love into our own lives. You know, one of my mentors, she doesn't know she's my mentor, but she is, is Brene Brown. And she says, owning our story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing we'll ever do. And I believe it. And it's also the most powerful. You know, if, if it feels like someone else outside of you is creating your reality, recognize Owning your own story and loving yourself through your own story will be able to change your perception of it and show you that the power really is within you. I know it's courageous because we weren't taught to do this. We weren't taught to care for ourselves most. And that's really what it takes. It's that same analogy of constantly exhaling giving, giving, giving. And at some point you have to take an inward breath just to feed yourself so that you can continue to breathe and continue to give to others. So as we go into this Valentine's Day weekend, I wish only this for you and for myself because I know that that validation is within us. I had a great conversation this weekend with one of my really close friends. And she has a very uh, respected position in her um, business. And she was asked to write this article, controversial article, political article. And she was just questioning herself and questioning the validity of her statements and questioning whether she was even worthy of having these opinions. And she said to me, you know, I just, I keep showing it to my colleagues because I need that validation from them. I just need to be reassured that I'm on the right path. Whew, what a beautiful story for how so many of us live our lives, constantly seeking for external validation. And if you're doing this, you are not alone. <laughs> There's so many of us who just feel like we need someone else to tell us, you look great today. You are worthy of that. Yes, your dream is worthy. You are worthy of your dream. And how powerful it would, be, would it be if we could be that person for ourselves? Whether it takes a daily mantra, whether it takes a daily journal entry that says, I am worthy, I am here for you, I believe in you, I love you. So this Valentine's Day, consider buying yourself some flowers, writing yourself a love letter, reminding yourself that you love you yourself. And man, does that feel uncomfortable? Of course it does. But we're going to take baby steps. You know, no, you're going to have all of these conflicting messages coming in. Your ego is going to say, whoa, that sounds so bold. That sounds so, you know, so egotistical, narcissistic. But really, if you don't love yourself first, how could you possibly give your love to others? I believe in you. 
I love you. I'm sending you with these words of encouragement and support. I know you can do this. And remember, if there's anything you need, remind yourself that you have the power within yourself to support yourself and to give yourself that love you need. Have a wonderful Valentine's Day weekend. Enjoy the moments with yourself. And I look forward to seeing you and speaking to you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining me on this week's episode of the Business of Happiness podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if you know of a colleague who could benefit from the perspective, empower their day and share this episode with them. Or check out more episodes at embracethelead.com. I look forward to exploring fulfillment in business with you again next week. And remember, today is going to be a great day. Day.